These are the funniest people I know. These are the funniest people I know. Said improv riffing, callers and sketches, characters and interviews, and then some more sketches. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest. These are the funniest. These are the funniest. These are the funniest people I know. Hello, world, and welcome to the Funniest People I Know podcast and radio show. We are coming to you live from Atlanta. Whoa, you got to stop. You know, Always. I got really excited because <laughs> down the street from us is a hookah place. Okay. Where yeah. is going? Shaquille O'Neal has an office. What? He has an office inside the hookah place down the street? I don't know if he's part owner, mm-hmm. but I had a little time before the show. I got here nice and early, had a little falafel, vegetarian. TJ, you get it. Vig. Sure. Vigs. Yes. And there's a little hookah coffee place <laughs> next door that's a little shady, and I just thought, what's really going on in there? You know? Yeah. Turns out, hookah and coffee. <laughs> yeah. and, and Shaquille was in there? And Shaq, no, he wasn't. Oh. But the fellow who runs the place. Right, uh-huh. I said, hey, man, what's in those special rooms back there? Thinking he was going to go, well, that's the champagne room. <laughs> it's a brothel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. And he goes, man, you're not going to believe it. That's where Shaquille O'Neal no. has an office. No. No. That's I, what I would tell people, too. No. Right. He was smoking too much hookah. <laughs> right. <laughs> he kind of looks at this archway, and he says, see that right there, man? Yeah. Shaq had to duck when he went under that. Oh, my God. We need to dig more into this. Right. I want to know more if this is a real thing. This is like the cupcakes. Yeah, we got to stake out the hookah place. Mm-hmm. Y'all. Shaquille O'Neal, he's one of those athletes, personalities, public figures. I heard he bought all these dispensaries or something. Was that him or was that Mike Tyson? He bought the Papa John's franchise. No, wait, you're thinking of Krispy Kreme. Green. Most ridiculous news segment ever. (laughs) Speaking of labels. Mm -hmm. Speaking of labels. Oh, okay. Wow. We've recently had a segment on the show called The Twink Next Door. Oh. Very popular segment. Mm -hmm. I hear a lot about it. Do we know who the creator of that story is? No. Some guy mm. with... Uh, it's one of those two-letter names, like J.K. Simmons or someone. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, and it was it was sort of a make-a-wish type situation. <laughs> yeah. oh, so kind. Thank yeah. you guys. So generous. <laughs> so nice. Well, this segment's been very popular. I hired a friend of mine, Andreas, to come and help me at this company I work with for the day. Mm-hmm. And as we're walking to the office, he said, hey, man, I really enjoyed the last episode of The Funniest People I Know. I said, yeah. thank you. Thanks, Andreas. You know, you can email us yeah, at funniestpeopleinknow at gmail.com. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. <laughs> we're on Facebook, <laughs> at Funny People. I said, there's so many ways to engage with the show, yeah. Andreas. Yeah. And he says, well, okay, but I have a question that I want to ask you that I don't think I would be comfortable submitting via social media. Yeah, yeah. I said, lay it on me. He said, yeah. well, hey, man, no. Mm-hmm. And he kind of pulls me in close. Oh, my gosh. He's, he says, what's a twink? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, we're seven feet from yeah. the door of a very crowded office. Yeah. And so I thought, here are two straight guys. And How did you answer the question? Yeah. Gosh, it was embarrassing. I said, basically, from my knowledge, a twink is someone in the gay community that is very young looking. Mm-hmm. They yeah. likely don't have much facial hair oh. or any hair at all. They smooth. Yeah, and, yep. Yeah. They're, dare I say, What's like a baby. <laughs> I don't think like a baby. Like baby face. Yeah. They're never going to storm the castle wearing a kilt what? and rescue the prisoners. You oh know what I'm saying? No away. one in the gay community is going to do that. <laughs> they're so last year. <laughs> Maybe lesbian. Varys from Game of Thrones is maybe the twinkiest kid. No, Littlefinger. No, the gay brother's boyfriend was totally a twink. Yeah. Yes. Marjorie's brother, he was a twink, right? Yes. You were on the right track with young looking and usually very svelte. 
super mm-hmm. thin guys yeah. most often. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. Okay. Yeah, we've got one in the studio. <laughs> we sure smooth. do. Hold on. Would Neil Patrick Harris be considered a twin? No, not, not anymore. No. Not anymore. Oh, he was back in the day. What about a young Doogie he, Howser? I think I'd say when he was twenty-two. Doogie oh, Howser. No, Doogie Bill. Howser was a child. No. Doogie Howser was a little kid who's way too young to be working on people in a hospital. I see. So it's a man that is youngish yeah. and very thin. A youngish, thinnish man. Oh, Suki's brother is fine. Right? Hello. What were you looking that, that is a cute Wait, looking you, guy. Okay, so he's showing the laptop to the microphone. <laughs> yeah. I hope our listeners can see this. Can you hear the picture, TJ's? Uh, uh, I can hear it. But yes, very as I'm later. explaining this to Andreas, I said it's not just twink, but there's other terms in the gay community that no, represent different types. And so I said, I've heard that there's an otter. They have large mouths. There's a bear. Big, hairy, chest, fuzzy and lovable. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's Leon. If he was a part of the community, he'd totally be a bear. Yeah, growl. And then an otter <laughs> is a young bear. No, it's a thinner, hairier guy. Yeah. Okay. A cub is a young bear. Yeah. So a cub is a wider, yeah. just stout young person. Yeah. A stout young guy with a beard. Yeah. But an beard. otter is a skinny hair. Are you Are you taking notes? I am. Yeah. I'm over here wondering what it will be. I don't know. Otter, right? Yeah. He's almost, he's too old to be a twink, but yeah. he would have been a twink. Yeah. 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 True. That's probably true. Okay. True. Okay. <laughs> Andreas then was on National Geographic. Oh he was gosh. all confused. <laughs> National <laughs> Geographic? He's <laughs> looking up otters and bears, and I said, no, it's a different thing, Andreas. It's a oh walrus. My. It's right. a saber tooth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wouldn't want to ever be a walrus. <laughs> it's really I was like, sad. wait, there's a saber tooth? You know I'm gullible. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, a walrus is someone in the gay community that has super-sized canines. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. Well, folks, if you have any questions about generalizations and types in the gay community, you can email TJ at oh, funniestpeopleiknow no, at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That's what I want the next batch of Ask TJs to be. Yeah, Ask TJ really personal questions about the gay community. <laughs> yeah, there we yeah. go. Yeah. Oh, I would totally subscribe to that podcast. They will ban you from Pride. I'll answer them all. Yeah. <laughs> Stop me from coming in yeah. every side street. Like, no, sir, sir. Excuse me. So we're removing you from the community. Yeah, we, we heard the podcast. <laughs> I want to talk about Grover Cleveland, who was a bear. Who was a bear? He With was. that mustache. Oh, I can see that. Walrus, even. That was a... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had the uh, connected kind of mutton chops oh, looking yeah, thing. Yes. Well, we, we did a bit a while ago on the presidential slogans, and there's so many ridiculous ones that I only got up to the late 1800s. I'm going to pick it up, and we're going to go from 1892 a little closer to modern day. In 1892, Grover Cleveland won with Adlai Stevenson, and their slogan was, Our choice, Cleve and Steve. Oh, wait, so a female running mate? That's amazing. Adlai was a fellow. Oh. Uh, He's thinking Adelaide from Guys and Dolls. (laughs) Yeah, Adelaide. Yes, you are. That's what I was thinking as well. He ever done married? Yeah, that's it. Wait, go on. Like some little guys and dolls. Oh my gosh. The average unmarried female. Ooh. Basically (laughs) insecure. This is taking me back. (laughs) is so delighted right now. This is my middle school musical that we did. Your joy is lighting this now. He's clutching the football and has the biggest grin I've ever seen on a face. Because, oh my God, I got to play the lead during one of our dress rehearsals because Lance (laughs) was out sick with a flu or something. (laughs) 
Yeah, like TJ we step in. I'm like, oh my god, my moment. <laughs> I, I As who? Love the As line. the lead, the, you know the guy. Sky Masterson Sky Master- or Nathan the, Detroit? Yeah, Sky. Sky. Yeah, wow. Sky. Mm-hmm. And they had me singing the lead, rolling the dice, and that whole yeah, musical number. <laughs> Luck be a lady tonight. Yeah, so I sang, and after the musical number, I was looking around to see who's all impressed, and they were just all looking in different directions. <laughs> 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 and they're like, oh, okay. Like, it was awkward. And I'm like, how well did I do? Am I like lead now? Like, like that's like how I imagined what happened. They're like, oh my God, forget Lance. You're the lead, like the musical. And no, I think well, everyone was just like, I played oh, the lead in the rest of That's my claim to fame. Yeah. <laughs> the beginning of my rock and roll career yes. was as Nicely Nicely oh. at Stage Door. And he sings Sit Down, You're Rocking the Boat. Yes. And we brought yeah. down the house with that song yeah. if I do say so myself yeah <laughs> oh I my have god no idea what just happened yeah yeah I, they're gonna take away my gay card but I do not get any of these references we're gonna cut to 1912 now where Taft lost with this slogan it's nothing but fair to leave Taft in the chair Wilson won on the slogan the man of the eight hour day because before that they could just keep you at work indefinitely mm-hmm. oh this is true what did you think it meant? I, don't, I thought I he was saying that he was going to work a solid 40 a week as president. <laughs> <laughs> I want to move on to 1916, <laughs> when this fellow called Charles Evan Hughes mm-hmm. ran on a slogan, America First. This is the first time in history that America First appears. Mm-hmm. Okay. Our current president robbed this slogan off of Charles Hughes in 1916. Call the president what you want, but don't call him original. <laughs> oh, <laughs> burn. Right. I want to cut to 1920 now. Okay. Where a fellow called Eugene Debs lost the election on this slogan. From Atlanta prison to the White House. What? (laughs) He was a socialist who was imprisoned for starting a railroad strike. And so when he ran, he's saying, I was in prison, but it just didn't quite capture the hearts and minds (laughs) of America. Oh, no. Mm -mm. In 1924, Calvin Coolidge Uh won Mm -hmm. with Keep Cool... And keep Coolidge. Okay. Now that I like. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's really we good. love puns with presidential slogans. Yeah. They've got to bring back the pun. Calvin Coolidge was known as Silent Cal. At a party once, someone approached him and said, Hey, Cal, I bet someone $100 that I could get more than two words out of you. Calvin coolly replied, You lose. And walked away. That's really oh. cool. Right? Yeah. yeah, he didn't speak much. He was a quiet man. So we have had quiet presidents in history. Right. Oh, that'd be the good nice. old days. In 28, Herbert Hoover won <laughs> on a slogan, Who but Hoover? He couldn't have been the slogan that won for him. <laughs> it's no. not as good as the Coolidge. Cool Ranch? Cool Ranch. Well, he also... Calvin Cool Ranch. Herbert had a second slogan that became very popular. It was, A chicken in every pot and a car in every garage. Oh, I've heard this one. This is a good one. A car in every what? Garage. What's a garage? People on the upper echelon of (laughs) middle class neighborhoods have a... (laughs) What is that, though? I don't understand. Place for your car. Okay, Okay. now, I will say... Oh, it's like a garage. What are you talking about? A garage? Wait, are you really confused? I thought you were being funny. (laughs) When Hoover won, he beat a fellow called Al Smith who uh-huh. ran on this slogan, and maybe you guys can shed some light on why Hoover won and Al Smith lost. Okay. Al Smith was referring to his stand in favor of repealing prohibition with this slogan, Make Your Wet Dreams Come True. <laughs> oh, no. What? <laughs> no. Oh, Al. Not in my garage. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. I want to jump to 1944 now with FDR. 
who won an unprecedented fourth term with Don't Swap Horses Midstream. We remember that one. Mm -hmm. Lincoln used it. Several other folks in history have used that slogan. We probably will be singing it again next year. I think so. (laughs) Say that again. Don't swap horses. Midstream. Midstream. Often in a wartime or when something dramatic's going on, Mm -hmm. they'll say, we don't want to change presidents in the middle of a conflict. I can see Klobuchar bringing it back, for sure. <laughs> She's not running for re-election. <laughs> Wait, did she drop out? Got to something? You have to have won to be re-elected. Something, yeah. Right. So the, it only yeah. works if you're already the president. Yeah, only the president can use it. Oh. Yeah. Never mind. I guess you could use it in context to the party. Mm. I, I, I guess. I don't yeah. see Amy knowing that, though. <laughs> I, I, I bet you she does. <laughs> I don't know. Well, when... <laughs> throw a stapler at you, regardless. <laughs> when FDR won, he ran against Thomas E. Dewey, who ran on the slogan, Well, do we or don't we? I'm corny, so I like That's that. That's kind of cute. <laughs> That'd look good on a t-shirt. It would. Do you think they made t-shirts back then? You know they I'm, did. I mean, they had to wear something, right? Something, yeah, or maybe true. like some sort of like blazer. Buttons. Or, like, well, in 1952... We're going to jump to Dwight D. Eisenhower, who won with I Like Ike. That's a good one. I like Ike. It's pretty solid. He beat Stevenson, the winning team, which they weren't. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it just goes to show you, as you look through all these presidents, that they were all businessmen, politicians, Mm -hmm. in the upper echelon of society. And so even though our current president, I think, is kind of a caricature version of that, it just made me realize that it's not that weird that he's the president. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Can you go back? Yeah. What was that word you used? Upper echelon? Upper echelon? These are all presidents from the upper echelon. What? The, I love that word. I would say the upper rung. Wow. Can you try to use it in a echelon? sentence? Echelon? Yeah. Echelon. The upper echelon. Um, yeah, I guess when I go to Macy's, I go to the upper echelon <laughs> <laughs> section. I, don't, I think Saks or even Nordstrom's might be. The, the upper echelon section, though. Like you walk into Macy's and you're like, uh, I'd like to go to the upper echelon for men, please. <laughs> and they're like, sir, this is the women's floor. <laughs> they call security. That's the end of presidential slogans. I may bring us up in a third segment up to modern day. We okay. will need to, especially yeah. if they rhyme. They, you know, there's a lot of great and awful slogans. So, so what way that he runs on don't dump Trump? That would be a rhyming... Technically, <laughs> as history dictates, that would help us. He would win. He would win. <laughs> the don't dump Trump. Right. I hope he doesn't listen to this podcast then. He Me too. <laughs> I don't want to get yelled at on the internet. I would maybe expect a tweet later. The I failing funniest people I know podcast. <laughs> I would love that. You guys. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Little TJ at the microphone. <laughs> yes. I would love a mention. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Go ahead at TJ. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, we got a nice throwback here. We're doing old slogans. And now we're going to hear from Alex and George about an old movie. You guys are working your way through the AFI list of top 100 films. We did number one a few weeks ago when we watched Citizen Kane. TJ watched The Godfather last year. So we're on to movie number three, Mm -hmm. the third best movie in the world. Casablanca. Casablanca. So... What'd you think, Alex? Oh, goodness. This was hard to watch. This is a romance, they say. There was nothing romantic (laughs) about this movie. (laughs) I love romances. The Time Traveler's Wife, The Notebook, all that sappy. Lady and the Tramp. 
Lady in the Tramp, exactly. <laughs> Aladdin. <laughs> like all of these things. Yes. There was none of that stuff. True classic romance True of our time. With the romances <laughs> that have defined our times. There were none of those elements. What about you, George? I agree with you that it's certainly not very romance film. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I liked how it was constantly moving. Okay. And there was something constantly going on. The movie takes place in Casablanca, Morocco, mm. right before World War II, yes. where people are fleeing Europe, and they're going into Morocco, and they're hoping to get to the United States. Right. It's this middle neutral ground. That, okay, so there's yeah. just like all sorts of different kinds of Europeans. There's people from all different kinds of cultures in this restaurant. Everybody yeah. hangs out at Rick's restaurant. So I really love the way they were shot, that you could just see all the different parties and the conversations and all the things going on. Rick's restaurant's real sketchy. So there's all mm. these like wheeling and dealing. So that's what I really loved about the movie. Rick did have this Jay-Z mysterious Oh yeah, he was vibe. so Where he's like, I don't drink with customers. Yeah. Yeah, it's like real, like to himself. I love when this one woman comes up to him and goes, Will I see you tonight? And he goes, I never make plans that far in advance. <laughs> Same, though. Yeah. <laughs> like, seriously, like, we don't know what's going to occur. I know. You were in the restaurant, right? And okay. then everybody's hanging out there. Mm-hmm. And at one point, there's a, a shooting in the restaurant, and someone's yes. arrested. And then just go back to listening to music. They're just having a good time. Yeah. Nobody flees. This apparently happens all the time. Right, because it was like the the guy that tried to enter the room, and Rick was like, Rick, played by Humphrey Bogart, Mm. like named one of the best actors of all time. Is that the part where he was like, no, you can't come in this room, the gambling room? And then he got mad. Everybody just moved on. They just moved on. Everyone just moved on. Because I'm always in a social justice mindset, I have to say, I was so concerned for Sam. One, I had instant concern for him when I saw him at the piano. Like, he was cool. He seemed to be well-adjusted and okay with everyone. But then enters Ilsa. I'm already not a fan. Of Ilsa? Yeah, I'm nervous. (laughs) Um, She came in and made him play As Time Goes By. Yeah, which is a great song. It really is. It is a great song. It's beautiful. (laughs) I was concerned for the first time she asked him to play it, and then Rick. Yeah, he got real bad. He was so mad. But like Casablanca did seem neutral enough mm. that maybe he was safe. But I don't know. He ends up doing well for himself. Yeah. yeah. He gets to keep the bar. And That's true. he's a really good piano player. I'm with you. I liked his role in it. My favorite part, though, is when they're fighting next to him, and he's just like, peace out. And he like, <laughs> like runs like he forgot he had a dentist appointment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, just like a black person, like, I ain't got time for this mess. This ain't got nothing to do with me. I'm out. <laughs> That was something that I was initially was concerned for, I think, because it was a movie in 1942. Mm. And I was like, oh, my God, there's a black person. I thought Ingrid Berman was gorgeous. She was really pretty. I was just really, like, taken back by... But she's off... She was completely lit different than everyone else. She, was, she had, like, really that big was. spotlight on her. It was real fuzzy and overdone. <laughs> it so really it was. was. Like, she it's was like off. she was always in a dream sequence no one else was in. Like, seriously. <laughs> At points, I was confused. I was like, is she dead or something? Is this fantasy? Why does she have a different filter than everyone else? I liked her. This is kind of towards the end, but it made me laugh. During the fight, they started singing the French National Anthem. Yeah, everybody starts singing national anthems in the restaurant. Yeah. Why? They started singing the French National Anthem, and Rick said it would be okay. And then the Germans started singing the German National Anthem, and they were trying to sing over each other. Because the conflict is about the French and the Germans and who's in charge Mm -hmm. in Casablanca, which is supposed to be 
a neutral space. But the Germans, I guess, are trying to have influence. Right. And they're being real demanding. Like The whole premise is that Ilsa and her husband show up, mm-hmm. and they're trying to flee the country, and the Germans don't want them to flee the country. Yes. And yeah. so Rick's trying to help them, but he and the woman have a past. And then he comes up with the most convoluted plan to get them out of there. Yeah. I would have just snuck them to the airport in the back seat of the car. But yeah. he's calling detectives and starting <laughs> and I, yeah. I, I think that it was just a bit much. I was like, Rick, there's simpler ways to do this. Put down the bottle, Rick. Put what? down the bottle. <laughs> no chill, Rick. No chill, Rick. No, Rick has no chill. Not at all. Was it just me or did everyone speak in the same cadence? Like- <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't just you. The convoluted plan, all of these extra things drowned out the fact that this was a romance for me. The only scene I know from that movie is they're standing on the runway and there's that plane with a propeller and it's raining. Is that the very end? Yeah, that's the very end. So Rick has this really convoluted plan to get them to that awesome, iconic set piece. Right. They're all there. He he needs to get the whole (laughs) cast there. Yeah. So the plan gets the whole cast to this iconic moment. That makes me think that the writer knew he wanted to end it there. (laughs) Like, how can I justify this scene? Yeah. Because he has a plane already. We have this plane in the backyard. We need to use it. He has the whole plan, and they get there, and everybody thinks a different combination of people are going to get onto the plane, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and Rick intends for Ilsa and her husband to get onto the plane together. Right. Even though he's told her she gets to stay back, because they try to rekindle Yeah, they the want love. to rekindle their love or whatever, but he's like, no, your husband needs you. And so everybody's trying to make a sacrifice. So they're in that iconic scene, and Rick's saying goodbye to her, yeah. and he's like, all, you know, the hill of beans line oh, is that in that moment. Is. What's and the hill Line. We'll always have Paris. Oh, I don't know the line. Oh. I'll have to repeat it. That's all good. I, the we'll always have Paris was in there, and oh. the, there's so many great. Here's looking at you, kid. Oh, which what does that, that mean? Movie? I took it like here's looking at you. Like this is what you look like in my eyes. Like look at my face, baby. Do so you think that's what? Because at some point he goes, "Here's looking at you, kid," and then they toast. Are they toasting to looking at her? Oh, right. Oh. Watching old movies on Amazon Prime is one of my favorite things because they give you these fun facts. And I love that, at least in the 80s, people found this movie super dated. Mm. And on my way in, thinking about it like we did with Citizen Kane, like why would this have been considered one of the greatest Mm. movies? Why is this on the list? And I think it is some of the things that you said earlier. The fact that it moves, the storyline and the pace is just... Yeah, it's really short, but it moves fast. Yes. The storyline is so layered, which I feel like wasn't very common at that point which is something that also made, like, Citizen Kane supposed to be, like, a masterpiece as well. I was left wanting to watch it again. Do you want to see it again, or you feel like you are one and done? I was taken out by the intro with the map. (laughs) I watched that part twice. I was like, wait, hold on, we have a lesson, and I took notes. It was too much of a lesson too soon, and I was like, oh, snap, I didn't bring a notebook. I don't have a pen. I'm not prepared for this. (laughs) There's so much going on. I really want to watch it again. And really get to know who the characters are so you can see the little things mm. that you're not noticing on that first watch. Because there's people passing things to each other. Yeah. There's people having certain conversations. I think that there's more going on and I'd mm-hmm. like to check it out again. Okay. So I'll be watching it again. Okay, well, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> well, folks, that's Casablanca. If that's one of your favorite movies or you have any comments or you'd like to recommend a movie that maybe we hadn't seen, yes. you can email us at funniestpeopleiknow at gmail.com. Folks, I recently applied for grad school at a very prestigious Atlanta University. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. It's actually a lot to get an application in. There's all these little pieces and things. Yeah. 
And you have to do something called a letter of intent. About like, dear college, I would like to go to school. Thank you, Will. Effectively, Will. How much time did you spend on it? Right. TJ just wrote it for you. How about you. this check being my will of intent? <laughs> my will like, of what? intent. You really have to make the case for why this program is going to help you reach your goal and why their training and their education is going to be a good fit. Mm-hmm. But it's a persuasive essay. Okay. And I've been really struggling with this letter because yeah. you don't want it to feel rote. You don't want it to be, I want to study because I love writing and because... Oh, you don't want to sound sappy or like cheesy. Yeah, yeah. Cliché. Right. Yeah. From when I was but a wee little boy, I loved, you know, <laughs> oh, whatever. I'd like to read for you guys my letter of intent. I'm big on honesty. Mm-hmm. And so I tried to be super clear about why I want to attend college and why I think Kennesaw State University yes. would be a good fit for me. To whom this may concern. Okay. I am writing to express my sincere desire to obtain a master's degree of writing at your prestigious university. I'd be a great fit for the following reasons. I currently hold a bachelor's degree in musical theater. Mm -hmm. And with a graduate degree, I'll officially become a member of the liberal elite. (laughs) I've always found it difficult to relate to my common man. And with a master's degree, I'll no longer have to. That's a really good point. Yeah. Okay, stop. Bachelors in musical theater? That's news to me. Really? Uh, yes. I, uh, Wait, I thought you were kidding. The first time you said it, I was like, yeah, that's so well. Uh, so you actually got a bachelor's in musical theater? I do. I have a BFA in music theater from Elon University. Oh, that is a fact. My dad would murder me. <laughs> I think he barely passed out when I told him I was majoring PR. So, okay, go, go on. <laughs> this sounds great. In my current role as a production manager, I occasionally have to wake up before... 4, 7 a.m. in order to arrive on time. As a grad student, I look forward to sleeping until 2 p.m. and waking up just in time to rush my way through a writing assignment for class. <laughs> I'm also applying for the grad program because the customary wardrobe aligns with my values. I intend to wear a baggy hoodie, sweatpants, chacos, and socks to every class every day, except in the warmer months when I replace the hoodie with an oversized tank top. He's not joking. That's what he's wearing right now. (laughs) I happen to be wearing Chacos. That's true. As a member of the college, I intend to take full advantage of the perks and opportunities to expand my mind and live my best life. My activities will include, but not be limited to, meals at the dining hall, drunken college parties, too much coffee, time spent reading in a hammock, and boozy Saturday afternoons at the football game. Additionally... My writing (laughs) is fantastic, and I think my fellow students will benefit greatly from having me in class. (laughs) I imagine even the professors will be able to learn a thing or two, and I'm eager to share my knowledge for the good of all, but mostly my career, as I imagine some of you will have worthwhile industry connections. Please allow me to paint a picture. This will also serve as my writing sample. Will Amato woke up at 1.30 on this fine Tuesday, just in time for coffee and a late lunch at one of the many fine restaurants on campus. What should I stuff down my gullet today, he thought, with a sigh. There's so many interesting restaurants on campus. Chick-fil-A, Panda Express, Starbucks, Hisso Sushi, Stacks Sandwiches and Snacks, a greasy burger from the Commons. College life is full of opportunity. Rolling out of bed, Will threw on his oversized campus hoodie and his favorite pair of holy woolen socks, Whoosh! The room was still spinning. Will was hungover. He'd thrown the party of the year the night before and looked down upon the pile of sleeping co-eds with triumph. (laughs) The scent of cheap beer and stale marijuana hung heavy in the air. 
He smiled brightly. College was so much fun. That was but a tiny taste of the vivid writing and complex characters I'm capable of creating. <laughs> yes. I want to study at your college not so much to learn from you, but to share my knowledge with the world. I'm also looking forward to having summers off. Academia will provide the shelter I need to slack off consistently, spend most of the day contemplating complex ideas on a hammock, and come out with a master's degree, which will serve as true documentation that I am, in fact, more intelligent than my fellow man. <laughs> Sincerely, Will Amato. I think it's excellent. Possibly the most honest essay they would ever receive you from know, any just, applicant. You'd be a shoe in at Florida State, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Eloquently done. Uh, so... There was my letter of intent, and uh, I have a bit of news. Mm -hmm. While we were sitting here, mm -hmm. I signed into my portal on the website, yes. and I will be attending Kennesaw State in the oh, grad wow. program. I got in. Awesome. Congratulations. Congratulations. That's crazy that that came in just now. Evidently, they liked my letter. Yes. That's, that is a genuine surprise. That's awesome. Let's yeah. celebrate with wine. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Where did you come up with this bottle of wine? <laughs> we opened that. <laughs> I've been court. sitting with it forever. <laughs> Okay, we also, I have to give an update on this football that we gave TJ today. <laughs> he has ripped it nearly in half. And as Will was reading his letter, uh -huh. TJ was squeezing the football like to make it make a Pac-Man mouth <laughs> into the microphone <laughs> the entire time. <laughs> TJ, I think that belongs to somebody in the office. Oh, okay, that's not no. yours. No, it says Phoenix Senior Living. I <laughs> <laughs> that brings us to the end of another episode mm -hmm. of the Funniest People I Know podcast. Folks, thank you so much for tuning in. Do us a favor. Tell a friend about the show. We're so grateful to you and to TJ for destroying someone's property. Senior There's little pieces of football everywhere. Senior oh my living centers have swag? Okay. <laughs> wow. What a time to live. Have yourselves a hilarious week. Bye. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs>